The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh for Los Angeles Angels and 66ers Baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Troy Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? This is Down Garcia from the All Angels Podcast in Halo Haven. Um, just me today. Johnny has some last-minute stuff to take care of, so, you know, he'll be back next week, definitely. Chris is out there being a teacher, shaping the minds of America. So, um, you know, from time to time, there will be one of us gone, both of us gone or or something. But the important part for us is to have someone here that will, um, you know, put out a great product for you guys. And and so hopefully uh, I'll do that this week. But uh, it shouldn't be too hard seeing that the Angels had a great week. We'll do the weekend review. We'll do injury kind of updates. We'll have the poll question. We have emails. We have we have we have an interview of two young up and comers that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. That comes a little later. But um, before we get to any of that, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, you're, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I'm always telling people to use my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile app is super easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code armchair25 to activate the offer. Again, it's armchair25 to activate that offer. You pay, you win, you get paid. So, again, thank you to uh, our sponsors, my bookie. We're part now. If you guys didn't listen last week, we're part of the armchair network. Check it out. Um, we'll put the link up on all our Instagram. Uh, Twitter, all that stuff. So again, check that out. Um, so let's get to it. I mean, like I said earlier, it was a great week for for Angel fans, Angel players, and everything. It's just after that one and five start, it, it just seemed like the world was coming down. But um, opening day, I was at opening day, April fourth. That was probably the one hiccup in in the week. You know, the Angels, uh, the Angels played the Rangers. They lost eleven to four. Um, you know, the first four innings, Harvey just didn't have what he had in Oakland. And I know people had some really high hopes from coming into this start being, being the home opener. But again, going four innings, gave up eight earned runs, especially Gallo's three run home run was, was kind of a big, um, backbreaker early. But I mean, if there was some bright spots to, to the game, it was, it was this guy right here. Oh, out towards shallow center field. It falls in for a base hit. Guzman's going to be waved around. Here comes the throw from Trout. It's a good one. One hopper. Perfect throw from Mike Trout. One hop into Jonathan Lucroy, who was waiting to apply the tag. 
All the intangibles for Trout, one of the better defenders in baseball. Yeah, I mean, if you were there, you saw on TV, you saw how great that throw was from center field on the hop to home base. I mean, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even close. Luke Ray got the ball and was literally waiting for him. So that was definitely a bright spot in that game. And, and it kind of paid dividends in the next game. We'll get to that one. But not only was he that, what, did he do that, but uh, yeah, Trout wasn't done yet. And that ball is hit well in the center field. It's carrying out in the dead center, and it is out of here in dead center. That's Mike Trout's first home run of the season. No doubter. Big fly for Mike Trout. Six to two, Texas. Yeah, so Trout finally gets his first home run of the season on, on the home opener. Um, Calhoun also chipped in with a home run in the game, but again, the Angels fall 11-4. to Moving on to the next day, uh, I believe that was a silver slugger bobblehead. We were there for that game, uh, Johnny and I, and the Angels showed up. I mean, finally get that first home win against the Rangers 3-1, to really close. Um, Payne was your starting pitcher. He went four and two thirds. Only get one earned run. So again, um, me and Johnny kind of talked about it a little bit long term. We do kind of see Pena as a, a bullpen multi inning guy, and the role you saw him later in the week will kind of I think it best fits him. And we'll talk about that when when we get there. But um, again, four and two thirds, one one earned run. Bullpen locking everything down. They went four and a third with zero earned runs. That is, in my opinion one of the keys to this this series the not only um you know last series you wish it, it turned in some wins but this series the fact that they were able to lock down those even some of the games mid innings to late innings they locked it down and and exactly is what the the angels needed but um you know trout strikes again and i don't know i don't know what other words to describe him but uh, here you go that's out to right center field again at the shield not even gonna turn or is he Big fly once again for number 27. 3-1 Halos. And again, that was his second home run of the day. Two home runs um, for Mike Trout. That I mean, I mean, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. I don't know if there's any other way to describe um, Mike Trout and the and the role he was on. Um, you know, once he got home to the Big A, but. Um, you know, the game was a, a, a victory. His um, bobblehead night, so that's always cool to get a, get a get a win on your bobblehead night. Moving on to Saturday, the sixth against the Rangers, still a big win, five to one. Again, look at look at some of these scores. I mean, obviously, if you if you throw out the opening, um, the home opener, but look at that. only giving up one run, giving up one run, only giving up two later on. Two, I mean. The, this angel pitching staff, maybe not so much the the, the starters, but the, the bullpen. Again, we'll talk about it later. It's been just shut down. But again, Pujols gets a home run for his first home run of the year. But Trout wasn't done. That is out to deep left field. Hunter Pence is going to watch this one go. Big fly. Four nothing Angels. Boy, Mike Trout, the patience. The most difficult hitter in the game crushed that high fastball over both bullpens for a grand slam. Three games in a row. Yeah, exactly. You heard Gooby at the end. That's his third home, third game with at least one home run. A grand slam. Up to that point, the Angels were struggling trying to get guys in with, with uh, bases loaded. So the fact that you got all of them home on one pitch from Trout, I mean, it just showed what they why the Angels did what they did as far as paying him. But um, 
again, a great outing by Trout, like always. Skaggs went six and a third, one earned run, so um, a good start by Skaggs, something you hope that he can continue to grow on. Six and a third is, I think, personally, exactly the the distance you need a starting pitching nowadays to go. Six six innings is great. Six and a third, six and two thirds, anywhere around there, that is perfect for um, you know pitching nowadays. You know, a lot of pitchers aren't asked to. Um, go through the lineup three or four, three times, definitely not four times through the lineup, but um, Skaggs had a really good um, outing. Again, bullpen comes in, shuts everything out. Um, so, again, a great win for the Angels. And then you go into go into Sunday against the Rangers. They win 7-2. to two. Um, That was uh, – I, I don't know what else to tell you, but, but you know what happened. That is drilled out to deep left field. He's done it again. Gore! Big fly for Mike Trout. 6-2 Halos. To make that the second time in his career, Trout is homered in four straight games. Fifth homer of the series versus the Rangers, and that was a rocket out of the ballpark. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're- yeah, so... Again, Trout four home, uh, five home runs in four games. I mean, if you went to a game that opening series, you at least saw one of Trout's home runs, which I mean is awesome. You saw some great defense by him, and um, you know, Trout is beyond words really right now. Um, Strand kind of struggled a little bit. Four four innings, two runs. You know, whatever. He, the back end of this rotation is going to need some help, especially with the bullpen as good as it is it can't continue to go five innings pitch zero earned runs um maybe it can right now but not um you know obviously later in the season um i don't know about you guys but it just seems like every single time that the angels have a team either at angel stadium or on the road there's always that one player that it just crushes the angels um i think Obviously, in the Oakland series, it was Chris Davis. In this series, it was it was Gallo. It was Joey Gallo. I mean, he home run almost just as much as Trout did. And I think the only reason why he didn't homer on the six was because he didn't even play on that Saturday game. But, yeah, he killed the Angels. Uh, luckily for the Angels, they were able to get three out of the four and get their first series win of the, of the year, which if you pay attention to baseball long enough, you realize that the wins – the everyday wins are important, but not as important as just coming away with series wins. If it's a four-game series, you want to win three. If it's a three-game series, you want to win two. Just as long as you win the series, you're going to have a really good record at the end of the year. So after the Sunday game um, and before the Monday game, there was a transition move. Uh, you know, uh, Justin Anderson, who was pitched really, really well out of the bullpen, got out of some bases loaded jams during, during the Texas series, and um, Taylor Ward got brought up you know, um, kind of surprised some people, the reaction on Twitter and the reaction on, um, Instagram and all that stuff were kind of why, what happened. Everyone thought Ward was going to come up because Cozart ended up getting hit in one of the games during the Ranger series. And they just figured, okay, maybe it's more serious than people thought. Cozart goes on the IL and Ward comes up and replaces them. Easy transition, but no, um, Cozart struggling, but he's back in the lineup the next day. And, and, Justin Anderson went down. Um, Brad Osmus did say that it was nothing performance-based, which if you watched uh, the games during that weekend, you would agree with him because he pitched really, really well. Um, I think it's a way um, 
that you can help younger bullpen arms, which the Angels have a lot of, um, stretch them out a little bit longer and not tax them, not wear them out so quickly. So that move was made before the Brewers series on um, April 8th. So Monday, April 8th, the Brewers come in town. They came in town riding a pretty good hot streak. They were 8-2, and two, so um, a lot of people were kind of worried to see what was going to happen. The Brewers came in that Monday. Angels win 5-2. I mean, you got home runs from not Trout. You know, you can't home run every game. So it was good to see home runs from LaStella, Bohr, Simmons, all with their first um, home runs of the year. Cahill, um, a really, really good outing. Six innings pitched, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. Um, it seemed like whatever little trouble he was having um, in that Oakland series, he's kind of righted the ship or figured out what's working for him because the last couple of starts have been really good for him. Um, you know, Trout didn't hit a home run, but he sure did rob uh, Christian Yelich of a home run. So, um, you know, he's making his presence felt one way or the other. But I think one of the important things that happened that game, like we said, like I said earlier, was Bohr finally kind of getting off the slump and able to finally hit his first home run of the year. 4-0 for two. The walk, grab that, the flat ball right. Out toward right field. Yelich moving back onto the track at the wall. Gone! And if you ever seen Bohr in real life, spring training, Angel Stanley, this dude is huge. So um, if he can become a power bat, consistent power bat in the offense, he is going to be a, uh, a real great protection asset for when Otani and Upton and, and Trout, and when they all come back and he's able to um, give a little more protection. But again, great to see some people chip in offensively that wasn't named Trout or Calhoun at that point. So again, LaStella, Bohr, and Simmons all with their first home runs of the year. Um, and that, that one player that seems to always be bugging the Angels was Moustakis this game. He hit his home run, but, you know, didn't come back to hurt at all. Moving on to Tuesday, um, Brewers uh, lose again to the Angels in a real um, shootout, I guess you would say, 11-8. to eight. I mean, or, yeah, 11-8. to eight. Six runs in the first inning by the Angels, and I think a lot of people thought it's over, is done. But with offense the way the Brewers have, I mean, they have some really good uh, good players, good good position players that can put really good at-bats together. Harvey it continues to struggle, only went four and a third, six runs given up. Um, you know, the big news coming out of this game, I think, was the fact that Trout left in the third inning. Um, we'll get to that kind of update a little bit later when we talk about injuries in general. But he left in the third inning, and, and a lot of the people were worried, obviously. But I guess the hero for this game um, is obviously LaStella because two home runs. LaStella swings and drives a ball deep down the right field side. It is out of here. Tommy LaStella hit one home run last season. He's had homers in back-to-back nights here at the Big A. That is a three-run shot, and that is a 6-0 Angels lead. Estella hits one out to center field. Lorenzo Kane moving back on this one on the track. At the wall! Gone! Tommy Tutone has done it again! Big flies! The Angels lead is 7-5. Yeah, so Tommy Estella coming in huge with two home run game, pulling pulling his best uh, Mike Trout impersonation right there with a two-home run game. So um, that helped the Angels take home the victory, 11-8 again. Um, Six runs given up by Harvey doesn't help the Angels at all, but 
Um, the fact that they were able to kind of push through this and able to bring a game like this home and 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 win it um, shows that the Angels, you know, can be a contender when everything's going, everything's clicking. They can definitely be a contender this year. So um, going into the final game of the series, looking for that uh, first sweep of the year against a really good team, the Brewers. I mean, I, I don't know how else to tell you, but, you know, probably should have went to the World Series. I thought they should have won against the Dodgers last year. Have, a, you know, the, the reigning NL MVP. And um, the Brewers, again, fall down to the Angels. Four to two, the Angels sweep the Brewers. Really, really good series. No trout this game because of the injury. Pena started, and uh, before the game, you know they had a roster move. Um, Luke Bard went down to AAA. Jaime Berea, which a lot of people thought he would have uh, a spot in the starting rotation coming out of spring training, was brought up, and I can see. Um, some I don't know if the names are going to be the same, but kind of this way where uh, Felix Pena pitches like he did four innings, three hits, zero earned runs. But then you bring in someone else who um, it's a starter type and can go multiple innings very easily, like a Jaime Berea. Um, you know, Dylan Peters is down there. Griffin Canning, I don't know if they want to bring him up right away because I don't know if you guys realize it. Last year was his first year pitching professionally, so I don't know if. They want to rush that along, but I think there's some some players when JC comes back, he can fill this role um, that they can kind of have like a two starter approach to the to a game. But uh, Jaime came in, pitched two and two thirds, one earned run. But um, if you look at it, you know they went six and two thirds innings, which again, if that's the starting pitcher, you'll take that every time. Bullpen comes in, shuts everything down. Um, so again, Bohr comes in with with two earned, uh, I guess two. RBI, so you're hoping that he kind of turns the page. Angels have a great year, a great week, and uh, here closes it. And this is what closes it out. Here's the two-two, out to right field, hit well, but Cole is there, right there, baby. Up as the Angels make it six straight. Yeah, so you hit it right there. Six straight wins. Um, Hansel Robles came in, shut everything down. He's getting a lot of. Um, I guess social media play right now because if you guys have been to Angel Stadium at all this last week and seen his entrance song, his entrance video, I mean, they got it played up right. So um, if you haven't, go to the Angels Twitter. They, they're showing it. And if you're a, um, like me, a wrestling fan, but not a really a big wrestling fan now, but back when you were a kid, you will freak out because I had this moment where it played the music and I knew exactly what it, what, what it was. And it brought me back to when I was, you know, 12, 13. And I love, you know, WWE or WWF at the time, wrestling. So that was really cool. Um, again, Angels Clubhouse close out a great week going 6-1, and one, bringing their overall record to 7-6. and six. Um, One game by f- above 500. Right now, as we record this Thursday, they're on a bye. Uh, or not a bye. They're on an off day. And then they will be playing in Chicago tomorrow um, for three days, three days straight, which is kind of weird. I mean, not weird for Chicago because they play a lot more day games than any other team in the, in the league. But you know, for angel fans, all three of their games are going to be like an 1120 local um, California time. So that's, that's weird, but um, it's supposed to be pretty cold out there. So I guess that's good that they're going to be playing in the middle of the day. So it doesn't become really cold at night, but that was the week we can kind of get into now. The injuries, like I said earlier, uh, Trout left the game in the third inning. Um, you know, it looked like he left the inning. He left it on April 9th, the uh, Tuesday game. Um, it looked like coming home off a 
RBI hit from Albert Pujols that I don't know if it was him trying to slow himself down, him trying to accelerate, but he did strain his right groin. Um, this is day to day. He did come back the next day and say he felt a lot better than um, when it happened. So that's always good news. Um, again, the down part about it is now they're going to a cold weather um, series in Chicago. And for anyone that's played any kind of sports, um, whether it's now or, or when you're um, in high school or anything like that, you know kind of the colder the weather it is, the harder it is to to warm up, to get loose and to stay loose, especially for um, something like baseball where you can run around the bases one inning and then the next you're sitting out in right field, left field, center field, and, and, and maybe don't move a whole lot one way or the other. And then if you have something like a strain groin, it can stiffen up on you and then you worry about um, making it worse. So in my opinion, I don't necessarily think you'll see trout um, – in Chicago, if you do, it will probably be, um, I think, the Sunday game. But after that, they go to Texas uh, for three against the Rangers. So obviously you're thinking warmer weather. Maybe that's the time you see him back. But as long as he stays off the IL, I think probably the latest you'll see him back is um, the Rangers on Monday in Texas. Again, because of the weather, um, if you have any kind of little tweak, you, you know, playing in cold weather is really, really hard and really hard to stay loose. Um, more injury news, I guess you could say Andrew Haney pitched, um, Tuesday for the first time since his, um, cortisone shot he got in his, uh, I believe his elbow. Um, you know, they're going to kind of play it by ear. They're kind of taking their time with it. Um, I think they should, um, you know, um, we'll see how that goes out. Hopefully fingers crossed when he does this, they decide to start working him back in. He'll make a rehabilitation start at Allen Empire 66ers. You can believe me, Johnny and myself, or, you know, at least one of us will definitely be there. If, if that happens, don't know if it happens. Don't, I don't have any information about that, but um, if it happens, we'll definitely try to be out there to, to talk to him and, and uh, you know, see how everything is going. But um, Otani came out and said, he feels like he's ready to play too right now, but it's ultimately going to be up to the doctors and training staff. So again, that, Early May, maybe late April timeline is definitely something to look out for. Definitely something to um, definitely something to keep your eye on because hopefully, fingers again, fingers crossed, everything goes well, everything goes the way it should be, and he could be back in this offense that at time needs him. You see, it at times only be able to produce maybe four runs, um, you know, three runs here, four runs there. Um, you know, you can. Every once in a while, break out for eight, but with Otani in the in the rotate in the lineup, that's more likely to happen. Them putting a seven spot or eight spot up on the on the scoreboard. So again, um, you know that's the week review. That's the injury news. Um, we'll get to the poll question in a little bit, and then, um, like I said, we have a we have a interview with uh, Tory Hunter Jr. from the Sixty Sixers. A lot of you know his dad. And Chris Rodriguez, a prospect that by MLB.com is the 11th best prospect. I don't know how many people um, know him or know his story. He got drafted, had a really bad back injury so in 2017. So he only made, I think I saw maybe two or three starts in 2017, got shut down, got shut down for the completely 2018 season. So he didn't pitch at all uh, last season. Well, Saturday um, – I was at an Empire 66ers and was able to see his start. Um, and I'm telling you, this kid, 
he has a major arm. I don't know if their plans are to keep him as a starter, move him to the bullpen or anything like that, but he does. Um, he can he can touch 97. He seemed like, if I remember correctly, at the game, he was living in about 94, 95, 96, um, his fastball. So, again, the guy, another guy that the Angels have that is a real hard thrower. Um, again, um, see what happens with that. Super young, but I was able to catch up with him a couple days later and talk to him. But um, Johnny had an interview with Toy Hunter Jr. on their media day. So um, we're going to play commercials, and when we come back from that, we'll play the interview for you. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So we're here with Chris Rodriguez, the number 11 prospect on the Angels, uh, according to MLB.com. And uh, how does it feel to get back on the mound after having a year off? You know, it's a blessing, you know, just getting back on the mound after, you know, waiting out last year. You know, it's just a huge accomplishment, and, you know, I'm ready to continue getting stronger, continue getting better, you know, just grow into a better person and a better uh, ball player. Was there any nerves coming into that first start being such a long layoff? Absolutely. I'm human. So, you know, nerves, you know, I care a lot about that game. I care a lot about getting on the mound. So there's a bunch of nerves, excitement, and, you know, I'm glad it turned into good, you know, and I'm proud of where everything was at. Coming after it, like, the next day you felt fine, everything seemed like it was normal because I'm guessing that's probably a mental hurdle to, to get over. Yeah, I mean, everything was just, it was still unreal. I couldn't believe the day, uh, the day after that actually happened that I was back on the mound. You know, it was just a huge accomplishment, a huge blessing for me, and uh, super thankful. Is there, is there any goals that you have coming into this year, whether it be like an innings or, or uh, starts that you have, like a personal goal? A personal goal is just to get out of this, in, uh, get out of this uh, season healthy and, you know, without any problems, you know, not having to go back, rehabbing anything, just, you know, continue getting stronger, getting better, and, you know, being healthy the whole season. On the podcast, we like to talk to you guys not only about, you know, on the field, but kind of stuff off the field. So when you have a uh, day off or, or time to kill, what do you do to pass the time? I mean, we just try to hang out, you know, enjoy the city. I've never been to California, so this is would be a great an off day would be a great time to you know visit the visit the state and you know have a good time. Do you um, are you a gamer? You read books? Uh, binge watch TV at all? Uh, I play Fortnite. So. Okay, because we we were we were here last year with Brandon. He was a big Brandon Marsh. He was a big uh, Fortnite. Have you guys ever played against each other at all? We we go with each other. You know, we run it together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, is that is that kind of a thing inside the locker room with everybody, or is there only like a suck few? 
No, a bunch of people play Fortnite in there. A lot of guys like to play cars, but you know, uh, me and a few guys like to run it in Fortnite. Okay, prefer uh, strikeout looking or strikeout swinging? Uh, oh, it's hard. Strikeout looking with the fastball, strikeout swinging with some off speed. At, w at what point did you, was baseball your first love? Was baseball your first sport that you really gravitated to as a kid? Uh, absolutely. You know, I played soccer when I was younger, and, you know, I've, I loved all sports, but baseball just stuck to me as a kid. I got a brother and sister, and growing up they played uh, softball and baseball, so, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. At what point did you realize, yeah, I'm throwing this ball pretty fast and a lot faster than, you know, maybe kids my, my own age? Well, I didn't start actually pitching, really pitching, until my junior year of high school. Uh, the, my summer, like going into my senior year, I didn't start really getting, um, I didn't start pitching seriously, and I didn't, wasn't a pitcher only. I played positions, and, you know, it wasn't until that summer that I realized, you know, pitching's the way to go. So let me create a program, let me do my own thing, and, you know, hopefully it works out. Now the guys that do this podcast, podcast was we collect things, whether it's signed balls, bobbleheads. Did you do you collect anything now, or maybe growing up? Well, I remember my mom used to collect quarters. <laughs> but besides that, I didn't really, I never really asked anybody for the autograph unless I had a baseball with me. I caught a ball in the game, then I would go up to somebody and ask. Now. Um, I saw you. you're from Miami. Yeah. D Wade's last game is tonight. Um, big D Wade fan growing up? I was. My my uncle's a Spanish announcer for the Heat. So oh, okay. so growing up was uh, you know, we were big Heat fans and you know it's it's sad to see, you know, he's done a great job with you know, with the fans and he's done a great job with the community and you know, there's no better class act than that guy in Miami. So I mean he'll forever be in our hearts and we'll forever be thankful for what he did. All right, so we're here with Tory Hunter Jr. of the Inland Empire 66ers. Tory, we saw you on TV playing in some games in spring training. How was the experience to be out there in Tempe Diablo playing and making an impact, man? You made an impact with your glove and your bat. How did it, how did it all feel for you out there? Uh, it felt great, man. It's always, um, you know, fun to go out there with the big leaguers and, and play alongside them. And um, you learn a lot while you're up there. You get to see a lot of good pitching. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always a great opportunity to go up there and play with those guys. You played, obviously, you were in the same dugout with, with guys like uh, Mike Trout, and Albert Pujols, Cole Calhoun, guys like that. Especially uh, Trout and Calhoun, you know, outfielders. Did you take anything from them or what can you learn from guys like that? Uh, just the way they go about, you know, their day and, you know, how they prepare. Um, you know, we've had some times where we get to go practice with them as well just to see how they go about their business and then uh, watching them out in the field, you know, how, how they make plays look easy, you know, uh, the decisions they make when they're, you know, runners are in certain positions. Uh, so, yeah, you learn a lot from those guys and you pick the brains of the players and the coaches and then um, you just try to mold it into your game. So, yeah, so, you know, like Mike Trout, obviously, the con huge contract that he got and all that stuff, he's probably the greatest player on the planet right now, obviously. But like you said, you know, picking their brains and stuff. Is there something that you see and maybe not even just Trout, but the Cole Calhoun or another outfielder where you say, uh, hey, what can I work on to get better at something? Um, I mean, I don't necessarily, like, ask them what I could work on, but it's just like, uh, you know, what what do you guys do uh, as far as, like, you know, going about preparing for the game and, or in this situation, what would you do and stuff like that and um, how'd you get your arm better? Like, like just a bunch of little different things here and there uh, about how they go about their business, you know? Right. So you were talking about 
you know, uh, picking the, uh, just not just the players, but coaches as well. Did you get to maybe pick the brain of maybe a Brad Osmus or somebody at the major league level like that, the manager or a coach at the major league level? Yeah, uh, Jesus, our, our first base coach, is the uh, outfield uh, coordinator. And, um, yeah, I got to talk to him, you know, every time I was up there, we'd sit at the end of the dugout, just go over situations like, okay, ninth inning, runner, runners in this position, like, what would you do? Or, like, how deep would you play where would you shift this guy you know so um just talking to him uh it was fun i learned a lot we had a lot of good conversations and uh, yeah I, I mean you just you gotta learn as much as you can while you're up there because you know it's those are guys who have been there and, and played in the big leagues right yeah no doubt so yourself Brandon Marsh, Joe Adele, Jamai Jones. The list goes on and on. There's a lot of good farmhands down here. How is it to play with these guys and be associated with such a good core group of players coming up to the through the Angel system? Uh, it's it's definitely fun, man, because we always push each other, and, and I'm always pushing myself. Uh, you know, those guys are are you know great athletes, and uh, you know, I, I I hope to be you know where they are right now. They're you know they're all at the next level and uh, I'm just hoping to get there one day and um, I learn a lot from them they they try to learn a lot from me so uh, it's, it's always a good competition right. aside from on the field obviously you guys have a good repertoire on the field but do you guys on spring training do you guys hang out off the field did you guys maybe go and have lunch have dinner or something like that or was it more you just man I'm focused I'm just trying to, to do what I can Oh no! I mean, we we always try to hang out. I give them a lot of uh, grief because uh, they were at big league camp, and and uh, you know I was kind of going back and forth, and uh, I would see them like on Instagram or something. They would be out at dinner, and I just give them a lot of grief, like, hey, well, where's the invite? Yeah, yeah where am I at? Yeah, but I I probably could have never made it because I, I got a wife and kid at right. home, so I, it's hard to get out of the house now. <laughs> Speaking about your wife and kid, you 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 got a baby, right? He's a baby. Um, how do you how do you uh, adjust? Like, how do you make time to say, hey, I got to make time to, to do this. I got to make time to do that. But I'm also a professional athlete. I got to put in my work. I mean, how hard has it been for you to adjust to that? Um, just, you know, I kinda, you got to try to dedicate your mornings. Uh, you know, to the family and and your son or your child, right. and uh, you know, in the mornings, uh, you know, try to get up with them, watch watch some TV, eat breakfast, stuff like that, and then uh, you know, whenever you get home, he'll probably be asleep. So then you you know, t- turn it over to your wife and you know, spend time with her, talk talk about her day mostly because you know she's probably had a super stressful day dealing right, with the right. one year old. Right. So uh, just talk to her and you know, see how her day was, and then. I'll say a little bit about my day, but for the most part, I try to leave, uh, you know, work at home or work at the field and uh, not really take it home that much. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we found a pretty healthy balance of, you know, work and working home. So my final question, and I'll let you go. You've been courteous with your time here. Um, heading into 2019, is there something specific that you say, this is what I need to work on, or is it just I'm going to go out and work, grind out every day? Um, yeah, I just just trying to become a better hitter uh, all around. You know, lower strikeouts, uh, chasing out of the zone, stuff like that. Hitting the ball hard. Um, a lot of a lot of those things that you know I can control with the process that I take every day and coming to the field trying to get better at you know something every day. So um, those are the things I'm trying to get better at uh, throughout the year. So all right, I said last question, but this is gonna be my last question. It wouldn't be my my co-host would probably be like, why didn't you ask? 
ask him, so I got to ask you. Did your dad say anything about that catch you made in the outfield? Because, I mean, as soon as we saw it, I think there was a clip of your dad, like, standing up, clapping. Did your dad say anything, or, or what, what was uh, or was it just, hey, that's my boy? Of course he's going to make a catch like that. Yeah, uh, he just, you know, he just said, you know, you almost look like me out there. Right. And, uh, you know, gave me a little grief, but it's it's cool, though. He was, he was super happy. He gave me a big hug, high five, and uh, congratulated me on the catch. So, again, that was our interview with Torrey Hunter Jr. and Chris Rodriguez, two guys where if you go down to Atlanta Empire 66ers, you'll see them play um, or pitch. Uh, two young guys really raw with a lot a lot of upside so hopefully everything works out for both of them um you know so uh going into this week i always try to post a poll question um this week was about um the bullpen and a lot of you guys um coming into the season we would see it on instagram we would see it on twitter we would see it anywhere we post um questions about the bullpen and why didn't they go sign this player? Why did they not go sign that player? So, you know, this week poll question was pretty easy for me was coming into the month, coming into Monday, they had the best ERA in the major league at 1.53. And actually, if you look at it now, they still have the best ERA in MLB, but now it's at 1.69. But again, that's not bad at all. All right. I asked people, are you still worried about our bullpen? 23% of you out there voted yes. 77% of you guys said no. I said no, just kind of a point to say I was never really worried about the bullpen. I I don't think they're going to be able to um, do what they're doing now. I don't think they're able to withstand or you know continue this great pace. Um, but I'm not also I'm not surprised by it either. I, I always thought the bullpen was kind of underrated coming into the season. I always thought the bullpen was um, something that. Um, the Angels could use as a strength, have a lot of young arms, and you saw that with the Jaime Brea movement. Um, Jaime got sent back down, so maybe they bring another fresh arm up. But I think as long as they keep some of these guys fresh, they'll, they'll be okay. Um, you know, starters are kind of like the issue pitching-wise for the Angels. The starters, um, they have a 5.2 ERA. That's not going to get it done. Um, you know, they're 13th most innings pitched, so at least they're kind of getting – um, a little better innings pitched than they were last year. But again, um, the poll question was who's worried and who's not. And the majority of you guys said you're not worried about the bullpen. So, um, again, I try to do a poll, uh, poll question every week. Um, you know, make sure you, you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Halo underscore Haven for both of them. Um, I'll post the, the question on Twitter and then I'll post on Instagram when it is up and everything like that. So it's usually uh, Monday morning, Monday afternoon when it's up. So definitely keep that. Check it out. So moving on in the podcast now is our email question. So we are actually simulcasted, I guess you could say, on Instagram Live also. So I will be taking... Um, I will be taking some questions off of Instagram Live, but before we do one of those, uh, we're going to go to one of our loyal listeners, Lamar Washington, and he has, hey, what's what's good? What a turnaround, huh? All these people six games in are such are sure changing their tune. I love it. What do you guys think about Anderson going down and Berea coming up? Again, we kind of talked about it earlier. Berea is now back down and expect to move um, – you know, probably tomorrow before the game start, but I like it. I like the move. Um, keep these young um, uh, bullpen arms fresh as much as you can, because in the long run, it's going to help the team out, and you, you're trying to avoid them getting burnt out. Especially if if you don't think that the um, if the starters are going to continue going 
um, getting big innings. Uh, but I do like the fact that they're able to, um, you know, put some of these guys back to back and maybe, you know, some of them go four innings, some of them go uh, another four innings like they did with Jaime and they did with uh, Felix Pena yesterday. Um, so, again, going to our second email now. And if you guys want to send an email, uh, it's real easy. Just go at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's allangelspodcast at gmail.com um, to send a send in a question uh, for the podcast. Again, um, I'll read it. Johnny will read it. One of us will read it when we uh, do the podcast. So our next email comes from Duncan Healy. Again, another loyal listener. Um, and he says, I am digging the winning streak, boys. Beating the Brewers, Brewers were legit. Not sure, not sure about the Rangers. I mean, Rangers are okay. Um, are you guys impressed with Cahill as I am? Uh, Cahill, I actually am quite surprised by him because um, you take away his first start. Again, he still went six innings in his first start against Oakland on opening day. So um, compared to some of these other pitchers that can't get out of the fifth inning, um, going six innings in all three of his starts, um, you know, gave up four earned runs in the first game against Oakland, which wasn't terrible. Still kept them in um, in the running, I guess you could say. But after that, against Seattle, only gave up one run. And then against Milwaukee, only gave up two earned runs. Um, Seattle is a great offense, and I think you guys are seeing it now. Um, so that's also that's that's a big plus. Giving up two against a good Milwaukee team again, that's a plus. Um, yeah, Cahill's actually done really well. Um, you know, so hopefully again, hopefully if it keeps on going, if it keeps on, um, if he keeps at this level, you know, he will definitely be uh, a pitcher that the Angels can depend on. Definitely a pitcher that will contribute to the team. You know, this season going forward. And again, remember, a lot of these guys are on one-year contracts, so they're playing for ultimately what their future is they're playing for you know the next year in their contract and and what they want to get paid so they definitely have uh, a lot of incentives to um you know pitch well um you know and 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 it's so far so good for cahill harvey on the other end you know we'll see how that pans out but again we have some young up-and-comers going um, the pitching, the Doug White, the, the new pitching coach, it seems to be working really, really well with some of these guys. You see him talking to Skaggs or, uh, you know, Cahill or some of these other guys that when they come off the mound between innings and it seems like he's the hype man. He's trying to get him the hype, trying to get him confidence in their, in their stuff and their, in, in their mechanics and, and almost telling them to believe in what they have, tell them to believe in, in their, um, in their stuff. And, and for the most part, it seems to be working, um, Bullpen wise, it definitely seems to be working again. So, um, again, that was Duncan Healy. Thank you very much, Duncan Healy. So, we will go now to Edward uh, Viscaino. And he says, Hello, guys. Other than the six game, uh, other than the six game winning streak, uh, I would have to say the bullpen, especially Robles, has been a huge bright spot. Um, excited with the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings could be for the Angels. Yeah. Uh, I think right now that's definitely probably the strength of the bull of, I guess the team in general would be the sixth, uh, seventh, eighth and ninth. Cause you have a couple guys that could do a couple different, um, like they can come in different points. They, I mean, obviously you have Allen that's pretty set as the closer. Um, Ty Buttry has been really, really good. Um, Robles has been finally, Robles has always had a big arm. He's always been able to get, um, the miles per hour is up there. Now it seems like he's finally able to control, um, 
his pitching. He's just, he's just I guess you hear this all the time. He's not just throwing the ball, he's pitching the ball, which is great. Um, you know, Justin Anderson was doing great. Again, Ty Buttry, um uh Allen, um, you know, even someone like a uh, Noe who at the end of last year was really struggling and seems to be doing pretty well this year. So he's probably more of the seventh inning guy. Um again, I don't know how people like talking about it, but um Cam Pedrosian is actually doing really well compared to what he did last year. So again, those are the kind of guys that can fit in the seventh inning. Um, and then you had Ty Buttry who has been killing it. He can be an eighth inning guy along with Hansel Robles. Um, and then you have Allen that is obviously the closer for the angels right now. And then don't forget um, angels closure, the future, possibly Middleton is coming back. Um, hopefully late June, mid July, somewhere around there. Um, but again, the, what the angels are doing with the bullpen and what they're doing with trying to keep the arms fresh. Um, I think it's going to help out in the long run. Um, the bullpen has um, the seventh most innings in the MLB right now thrown. So again, that is something that hopefully will, will come down and, and not be, uh, not be one of the top five like they were last year. in that, in that statistic um, Batting average against, I think, was really cool. I looked it up. The uh, opponents are only batting 187 against uh, the bullpen this year. So again, they're not they're not putting a lot of they're not getting on base a whole lot. That's fifth best in the in MLB. Um, they have a lot of guys that are uh, swing and miss guys. There are a lot of guys that um, you know are strike them out kind of guys that will help when again you get a bases loaded jam, no outs like we've seen this last week. You can strike out a guy, get a nice, easy ground ball, turn two, boom, you're out. So that helps completely. Um, again, so the bullpen, I think, is a huge, huge uh, plus for the Angels these first couple weeks of the season. Um, yeah, I think Doug White has had a lot of positive uh, influence into this system um, so far. So we'll see. Um, some fans out there will probably wait till he, uh, a pitcher gives up six innings in back-to-back or six runs in back-to-back games, and then they'll tell everyone that to fire the coach. But you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But um, definitely a bright spot this week for the Angels. Definitely a bright spot um, this last couple series against you know pretty good teams. Um, and the Rangers, Rangers still trying to figure themselves out, but definitely against the Brewers. Brewers are a really good team. Um, Something I touched on last week was runners in scoring position. Um, when they went one and five, they were, you know, eight for 47 with runners in scoring position, which isn't going to get it done, which isn't going to help your pitching, I guess, you know, at all with run support. But um, this week, a little better. Again, it, it still needs to be improved. And you hope when you get people like Upton and Otani and, and maybe Board turns a corner. Um, but this week they were 14 for 63. Um, that's up a little bit from the week previous, but they're still 24th ranked um, in MLB with runners in scoring positions. So, um, again, you know, if you have any questions, email us at uh, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, look out for us also on Instagram at halo underscore haven because we will do a lot of these simulcasts right now, especially when we do the question part of it. Um, you know, so you can get your questions heard that way too. Um, so, you know, so someone's asking here on Instagram again. So what are you guys thoughts on the upcoming Chicago series, Chicago, for people that don't know, have been really struggling. Um, their bullpen is probably, I think one of the worst bullpens right now, um, in baseball, Lester's out with an injury. Um, you know, it's cold weather, (laughs) Southern California team. So who knows how that's going to work, but, 
Um, again, if you win a series, you take two out of three, you'll be happy with that. Uh, hoping for a sweep. Again, I think a lot of that's going to come down to whether or not Trout's healthy and he's able to play um, any games. But I kind of personally think Trout will probably play, if any, will play on Sunday. Um, I, don't, I don't see him playing tomorrow and Friday or, or Saturday. But, again, um, a sweep would be nice. Again, it, it it's one of those things where everyone's winning, so it kind of hurts the Angels because everyone's winning and no one is uh, losing. And so you're just, they're, they're hard, it's hard to gain ground on some of the guys like the Astros and, and the, the Mariners who are on fire right now. But, um, again, so if you have any questions, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, all angels podcast at gmail.com. Um, not only that, but follow us at halo underscore Haven. That is our Twitter and that's our Instagram feed. Um, you know, if you guys listened to us last week, we are also part of the armchair network. Now give us a great opportunity to kind of spread our wings and, and, and have a chance to, um, you know, hopefully reach out more viewers, more listeners. Um, again, um, so their Twitter is at armchair angels. Um, their Instagram is at armchair LA angels. Give them a follow, um, you know, help us, help, help us out, help them out, kind of spread the angel word out there. Um, you know, another question, do you think the Halos are going to take two out of three? I'll give the Cubbies one win. Yeah, I think that's, that's realistic. That is definitely realistic. The fact that I think they can win two, especially with the issues the Rangers or the Rangers, the Cubs have right now with their pitching and their bullpen. Uh, two out of three, I think, isn't out of the question at all. Um, you know, a sweep wouldn't be out of the question either. But I, I will always give the home team at least one, just because um, weird things happen in baseball. Weird things happen all the time, and and you know, um, a ball a quarter of an inch one way or the other can make a huge difference. So I definitely think two out of three is is. Um, it's possible and, and, and hopefully will it will happen. So um again follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Halo underscore Haven. Um again, we're part of the Armchair Network. Um so follow Armchair Angels at Armchair Angels on Twitter and then their Instagram is at Armchair LA Angels. So give them a follow, help them um help them help us um you know trying to get some you know, more exposure, get more angels fans into this podcast. We love listening to you guys, um, on, on, on emails, on, you know, whatever Instagram, but always enjoy the fan interaction emails, write your emails. If emailers, if you have a Twitter account, if you have an Instagram account, go ahead and put that in the title. You know, again, we're all, we're here to help people that help us. So, um, we'll shout you out. Um, so make sure you do that on your emails. If you have an email, if you have a Twitter, you have a Instagram and you don't mind, um, people listening to, or, or, um, seeing it or hearing it go ahead and put it out there um and for you guys that already follow us and i think that thanks a lot we are definitely um much appreciated and we will definitely be around the angel stadium and Ellen empire 66ers as the season goes on if you're local definitely say check out 66ers see some young great talent up there um <laughs> one of our a friend that works with the Angels asked us about the Hansel Robles intro. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. I love it. It made me freak out. It brought me back to my youth. Um, and I know Johnny, being a huge wrestling fan, loves every part of that entrance music, the the, uh, the videos and everything like that. And that's going 
really, really viral right now. So I definitely suggest you go out, check out Angel's Twitter, check out, uh, I think Angel's Instagram also has it, but definitely give that a check. And um, yeah, it, it's awesome. So again, um, we'll be back, I think next week. Oh, not sure if it's going to be Thursday yet, Friday, we'll, we'll figure it out, but definitely keep a lookout on our um, social media. To, we'll let you guys know when our um, next podcast is coming out. But again, uh, I'm Down Garcia, and you have been listening to another episode of the All Angels Podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 